Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680. I'm going to do something that is probably ill-advised, and I'm doing it anyway. And you're welcome to join in, to be Tobias and anybody else back there, frankly. Um, I don't talk politics on this show. Deliberately, anyway. Um, I just try not to do that. I don't like politics to begin with, and uh, it, it's um, for a lot of reasons. But this, unfortunately, becomes a political issue no matter how you bring it up. But I'm going to bring it up because all you can do is work with the tools that you have and see if you can do something to to make a difference. And I'm going to try in my tiny little corner of the world to make a difference. Um, more Americans died of gun-related injuries in 2021 than in any other year on record. This year, I'm told, I read an article that I think that we have had a gun-related shooting uh, since the beginning of the year uh, every other day. Every other year we've had uh, gun shootings. I think it's every other day. It might be every day, but I'm pretty sure it's every other day. And uh, all I'm suggesting, okay, before anybody says, coming for our guns, I'm not suggesting I have a solution. What I am saying, though, is I don't know any other problem I've ever seen in the world where there's no urgency to talk about it. At least talk about it. At least people on both sides sit down and talk about it. Tell me tell me what you think the solution is. If your viewpoint is different than mine, that's fine. Let's sit down and talk and see. I mean, you can persuade me. I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a genius on this. If, you know, people talk about mental health. You want to talk about mental health? Let's talk about that. Uh, I have a problem with assault rifles that are just designed to kill people. I don't think it means that you have to take away people who want to keep their guns to hunt or people who want to keep a gun for self-protection in their whatever it may be. But, I mean, we make people get licenses and, and have strict guidelines on things that are so less Important. The only thing I can think of is their money grabs, the way to get money, you know, for, for organizations, for governments to get money. They make you register to do all sorts of things. But we see much more cavalier about gun ownership. And these stories are kids that are 15, 16 years old. And I don't know. I, again, I don't have the answers. I'm not telling you I have the answers. I'm not telling you, hey, listen to me. I will solve this for you. If you don't agree with me, you're wrong. I don't. But what I'm saying is what is wrong is not to sit down and talk about it. I don't understand that for the life of me how we can just let it keep going on and just want to fight about it, that it becomes a knee-jerk reaction that, oh, well, they want to talk about this. It means, it must mean if you want to talk about it that you want, I don't know, some point, point, you, some viewpoint. You want my guns or you want to come after my freedoms or something. I don't, I don't get it. I, I absolutely don't understand how we can just allow violence to run rampant and not want to talk about it. I mean, that, that astounds me and frustrates me and angers me. That I think it's every other day since the new year. Maybe it's every day. I don't know. I just saw the article and I'm, I wish I'd, I'd bookmarked it so when I came in the studio I'd have it. But it was it was incredible. It's it, it's uh, we had we had over we had. Well, I don't want to quote this because it might be. I want to make sure that the uh, the stats are are accurate. But this is astounding. As of December, because, you know, the data takes a while to compile. This is from 2023, which I think is the most recent year they've compiled the data. 40,167 people died from gun violence in the U.S. this year. (laughs) 40,000. It's not funny. Ha ha funny. It's astounding to me. It's amazing. Uh, granted, some of those are suicides. So before anybody says, wait a second, not all these people are being murdered. But the fact of the matter is. Our cavalier attitude toward gun violence is shocking to me. 
I just I don't I don't get how we've gotten to the point where we don't even want to talk about it. I, my son Jamie, not Nick, went to school out in Western uh, uh, Indiana, and um, uh, a lot of the kids that went to his school are kids from kind of rural parts of the state, and the, a lot of them grew up with guns, and they. Um, and I never met one of them that was irresponsible with them. They used them. They they hunt. They would hunt rabbits and squirrels and other things. One one kid goes every year on a large deer hunting trip. When they come home, they 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 are very respectful. And he's he'll talk about it passionately about the respect you have for the for the for the for the prey that you that you uh, you you catch you kill. Uh, and they use they make jerky out of it and they make steaks out of it. And I I, I respect I respect all that. I, I you know. I, I'm not. That's not what this is about. This is about violence among people, and you can say, "Well, it's got to do with this or that or the other." Fine, bring up this, that, or the other. Let's talk about that too. Not just about the guns, but you've got to talk about what's going on, and and have the balls to do it, and not run away from. Well, somebody might get their back up about this or be offended about this. It's just, it's inexcusable. And it's it's just have the courage to try and sit down at the table with somebody who has a different viewpoint from yours and say, you know, I, I read a, a, a blog from Jason Alexander, who's been very um, passionate about gun control in this country. And he sat down with a, a gun. I hate to use the term advocate because it sounds like he's suggesting everybody should have, you know, assault rifles and saying that that's the point. And he said this guy was very it was such a very level headed, articulate passionate that you can make some progress when you can do that but we seem to be afraid to do that because it immediately turns into name calling and 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 you know just labeling the other side and this guy's got this agenda and that guy's got that agenda and it's a shame i you know it's it doesn't mean it's going to be easy it's a complicated problem but but it's one that's got to be dealt with because um it's just getting worse it's just getting worse, and nobody. How do you? I don't know. I just don't understand any other. I can't think of any other walk of life that would be that case. If you built, a, you were a housing developer, and you built twenty houses in a neighborhood, and the first year three of them burned to the ground, somebody would say, "We got a problem. There's some faulty design here." I don't think you'd say, "Oh well, hope, hope four, five, six, seven, eight don't burn down." You'd do something, anything. I mean. You'd sit down and talk about it. It should be discussed, and it should be discussed with a respect for whoever you're speaking with, that they can say what they want to say and not feel like now it's going to turn into name-calling. You're woke. You're on white-wing nut job. You're this. You're that. And and I, I, I just think we got to demand more. My wife has been a school teacher for 2020. 20, sorry, honey. Give your age out. But it's 40 years. And and it's it, I've never been more afraid that every day she goes to school something crazy is going to happen. I, I, that's ridiculous. And then I think about my kids who, you know, have, are hopefully going to have children. And what what are, what are their kids going to? They're going to have to go to school. And and again, I, there are some things that 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 I've had heard of solutions that might would not be the first thing that pops to mind. But fine, let's talk about it. Maybe you can persuade me that that's a solution that that has to to. To come to pass because it's not impossible to do. I lived in and, and I have seen this. Sweden now has had a surge in violent crime, which says something to me because when I lived there, I lived there for a little less than a year. There was one gun related violent act in the entire 10 months. Now, somebody could say one of the things is they they are very, very strict in gun control. That's true. They're also a much smaller country than ours. That's also true. They also have some other policies that some might find restrictive, like they, they won't let you show violent shows on free television there or, or cartoons. I mean, and some people, and I, I'm not so sure that that's valid. I'm not, but we should be able to talk about everything. That's all I'm saying. And one of the things you can learn from them is why all of a sudden is violence expanding there? What's, what's going on there? But we got to talk about it, man. Texter says, uh, Bob, I agree it should be discussed. I bet you won't do it, though. I won't do it? Why won't I? I'm doing it right now. Uh, I don't understand. 4% of the population commits 60% of the gun crimes. Go ahead and discuss it. You won't. 
Sure, I will. I'm talking about it now. Okay, so let's. I mean, that's that's true. Of just about what percentage of the of the population are criminals? It's, I mean, it's got to be. Are you implying, or you don't want me to say it, that it's got to do with race? Is that what you want to talk about? Okay, well then, to me, you know, that's that's a that's a topic to bring up. Guy says here, black on black crime is the gorilla in the corner. Nobody will mention that because you get canceled. I don't. That see that is ridiculous to me because to me if i'm talking about something that could keep black men from being killed how is that being disrespectful to the black community i don't understand that if that's what's really going on i don't know i'm not an expert on this i don't know i guess that's what they're implying is oh it's 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 a, it's a black problem no it's not it's an american it's a u.s problem and and you know that's that's what you've got to deal with. I I you know that's what the, the reality is. It's uh, I, my guess is that that's a thinly veiled way of expressing why some people are so comfortable, um, basically denigrating and getting to the point they love to ban basically some ethnic groups because they think well if we can just get rid of these ethnic groups we'd get rid of all these problems. I don't I don't think it's first of all I don't think that's uh, it's not it's not uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways to respond to that it's not i mean uh, there's an ethical there's a moral there's a practical response to all of those things and none of them i think are are right so i don't think that i mean even if somehow you could make peace with yourself to say everybody but italian americans from queens should have to leave the country i think that's kind of stupid right i mean like I said, it's 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 a moral question to start with, and it's also even if somehow you could make peace with yourself that oh no, I'm comfortable with that. How in the world would you make that come about? So that's not the way to discuss it. The way to discuss it is with the reality of what's going on, and uh, and the reality is uh, what are you, what are you guys celebrating? What are you watching? You got your own radio show going on today? No, we were doing NHL draft lottery simula- simulations right now, and. and- Chicago won it again, so it was just we we're giving Matt some ish for that. They won the simulation. Yeah, we just did a wow. click the button, and they you just guys really need a life. Do you have girlfriends? <laughs> I do. Oh, They're single. Okay, well that's... they were giving up the pickup lines on uh, Valentine's Day. <sighs> okay, well that's good for you guys. I'm in here talking about people getting shot, and you're in there celebrating pretend drafts. Okay, no good. That's good. Good. That's very entertaining. Um, anyway, I, that's all I'm going to say is. Somehow, some way, if you can in your life find some people of influence that you could gather together and have a respectful discussion about this, you'd be doing us all a remarkable world of good. That's all I'm suggesting. I, I, yeah, the, the, if, if you're going to get caught up in the yeah buts, you'll get nothing done. Yeah, but the thing in Kansas City was a personal difference. And yeah, but all I'm suggesting is there's way too much of it going on. And whether it's got to do with communities or whatever it might be you got to do better and and Seth is a perfect example because he has been outspoken about this because he was coaching at Virginia Tech when they went through it they went through that awful campus shooting they, you know they, they it's not all one profile fits all it would be a whole hell of a lot simpler if it was for the people but I'm not afraid to talk about it if you want to say well why don't you talk about it? it's, it's a black on black that's a problem but it's not the only problem and it's not the the, the be all and end all solution I mean, as we have found out, the, the, the thing at Virginia Tech, the, this countless count, that's the whole point. That That's when you know you've got yourself a major, major challenge to do something about it. And that is to sit down and huh, flex your, your intellectual muscles to try and wade through everything and, and try and make some do something. That's the part that drives me nuts. If I'm, and it drives me nuts when I do basketball games. I watch, and listen, I'll be candid. Some of the games at Louisville, when, they, when that guy's scoring all those points, and I'm saying, what are they doing differently? You got to do something differently. You can't just stand there and, I mean, for basketball, fans will do that all the time. What the hell's he doing? Why doesn't Kenny change defenses? You're perfectly comfortable looking at that in something that socially is insignificant as number of points scored by one particular player in a basketball game. But this, it's okay to just let it fester and not want to talk about it, not do something that could possibly make a difference. I'm going to ask Seth about this, which he's probably not expecting. Seth Greenberg joins us. Seth, I'm not going to spend a long time on this, and I, I don't normally do this on the show. I don't talk politics. But I was reading a story today about I think we've had at least one 
at the very least, it's every other day, maybe every day, gun-related violent act in this country since the January 1st. And I just think that's unacceptable to have that happen and not at least be willing to talk about it. And you lived closer to through that than most of us with that awful thing that went through at Virginia Tech. And I mean, as coaches, if a guy's scoring all the baskets for the other team, you do something. You go zone, you trap, you play, you press, you, 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 do so, you don't just sit there and let it keep happening. So it's hard to watch and us not to have the wherewithal to sit down. And I don't have the answer, but I do think it's something that we need to sit down and talk about. And how, how devastating was that to go through that at Virginia Tech? I mean, I can't even describe how devastating it was. My daughter was in the dorm room first shooting. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. So, I mean, we had to – and was, campus was on a shutdown. She was the only person in her apartment. Oh, my God. Her dorm, her suite. And I had to get an escort to get her out of there because she was obviously petrified. But um, it's funny because we were literally we – Aaron Katzman, who was our coordinating producer of Game Dev, we were literally just talking about this. Really? It's easier – it is easier to get a gun than go get a loan to purchase a car. Mm-hmm. It's easier to get a gun than he was just saying he's coaching his child's tea, uh, what a t-ball team. Mm-hmm. And the background checks that they have to go through to have a chance to coach that team is far more intensive than someone would need to go get a gun. Like, we've got to make it harder and have a great checks and balances for someone to gain a, a firearm. And then there is no reason, and I'm not a political person either, but there is no reason that anyone, anyone, any civilian would need an automatic uh, revolver or whatever they, they call the assault, it. Uh, the assault, assault, assault rifles. Assault, assault rifle. Who needs an assault rifle? You don't need an assault rifle if you're a hunter. You don't need a so like like to me it is appalling that we like I, I used to work for a guy who said you know uh, for the greater good can't we come together for the greater good when did, when do we get to the point where we're saying this is appalling this is unacceptable I don't care if it's red blue pink yellow male female I don't care about any of it what is the best for the greatest country in the world we can't figure out this thing we can't prioritize things and say x y and z we have to address this we got to address it now and there's got to be some type of action because you can't go to a, a, a juvenile which is under 18 right brings a gun to a parade yeah that's that's what amazes me? how young these kids are that they have are access to these guns me? it is just a, i mean it is just a point people say well they're going to get them anyway well, it's going to be a whole lot harder uh, for them to get them anyway. We, we're making it accessible. It's just, it's, it's, you know, look, I lived through it, man. I mean, we had a, a professor on our campus who lost his daughter. My wife was a, a uh, an advisor for the sorority. She, they lost one of, the, one of her girls in, in the shooting on campus. I mean, you know, I was there when we met families that came in to identify their children. I mean, that's just, it, it can't be happening. It's got to stop happening. Uh, if you can't come together for something as important as this, what can you come together That's for? That's exactly how I feel. I'm not saying I got the answers. I, uh, it's, a, it's a complicated problem. There's, a, there's socioeconomic issues. There's different communities. There is mental health. There's also the law. And there's also, as you suggested, questions about, you know, what, 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 what guns, like, uh, you know, I, like you said, I don't understand why you need an assault rifle, which is an just assault a, rifle. Come a, on, man. I that's, mean, that's crazy to me. It's but just, it's, it, it's, it's every time I see it, uh, you know, it, we, we have flashbacks to what we experienced. And, you know, I mean, uh, it, you know, I was at at the at the, the vigil and I was at the arena when we had our memorial. And, you know, I, every time I go to Virginia Tech since, I, I always go by the memorial. And I had to get my daughter, my oldest daughter, and put her in the car and drive her to the middle of campus. So you can't let one person take away your love for this university. And yeah, I mean, it was emotional. And it just, it, we've got to find a solution to, to a very egregious, sickening problem. Texter says to me, automatic weapons are illegal now. I went through three federal background checks to get mine. So naive. All right. My response to that would be, okay, so uh, what are the answers then? 
I mean, if there was, let's talk. You're just going to throw your hands up? And, I, and the naive people still think assault weapons are too prevalent. Why do you need an assault weapon? I'd like to ask this guy. Why does he need one? I mean, what, what, do you, what is he doing exactly. with it? That's my question. Uh, just a question. Just asking a question. That's, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, look, everyone wants a conflict, and you know, there's not to be a conflict. Instead of saying, right, you know, I understand there's a tragedy that's happened, and we need to be better, and how can we be better? That would be a, that would be a, uh, a a comment that would be I could I could listen and hear. I'm not like you don't have the answer. I don't have the answer to people a lot smarter than us. But you want to have, to have it continue the way it is, and lives are, are shattered and families are separated. And I mean, and you're afraid to go to an event. You're afraid to go to the movies. You're afraid to go to a parade. You're afraid to. You know, put yourself out in public. I mean, come on, man. There's got to be something. The world's not perfect, but it's not as bad as it is right now. Yeah, uh, that's... I, I mean, the part is I'm getting a lot of people who are explaining to me why it's complicated. I'm not here to argue with any of you all. I'm just here to tell you, like I said, do you really think that those kids got the guns at the parade legally? No, but okay. So if they got them illegally, what what is the solution there? We just keep letting the you know the the criminal the guns be so prolific that anybody can get one. I don't I don't I don't know. Is that what you're suggesting to us? Uh, another says, what is an assault rifle? That's one of the problems. How do you define it? Okay, fine. And but the question is, who's talking about these things? That's I don't. Maybe they are, and we don't see it. But I I certainly don't see it. I see a lot of urgency for other things, but not this. And it's. Oh, I, I I see I see infighting. You know, you know, obviously, you know, the right to bear arms, and you know, and that's the infighting. Well, you know, I, you know, the how the only way I can be safe is I. Well, if you do it in a manner we make it difficult to get firearms, but if you if it's important to you, then you know what you go through a very stringent process. Uh, and and clearly define again the type of arms you can you can purchase. Yeah, that's and, that's my the background. The, the background checks have to be at the at the at the forefront of the whole thing. T- Texter says, so I have to go unarmed be, so I, I can be assaulted? No, that's what I'm saying. Nobody's listening. You can have a gun. Just why do you need an assault rifle? You don't need an assault rifle to have, you know, in your, in your nightstand to defend yeah. yourself. That doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm but but, but I, I wish somebody, you know, I wish somebody would talk about it. You have a basketball game. Things are going poor, poorly. What's the first thing you say? Call timeout. Hey, get a timeout because you got to talk about it. But this... We don't, even, we don't even seem to want to talk about a timeout, <laughs> let alone suggest what strategies we should have. All right. Well, thank you for that. And at Texas, I appreciate that. Texas said thank you for talking about an uncomfortable topic. It needs to be discussed. And it does. So thank you for saying that, Texter. We appreciate that. All right. Let's get on to the business of hand at ba- of, uh, basketball. A very interesting game coming up locally uh, for the Cats. They go to uh, Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers, who are undefeated at home. And... Uh, Kentucky's been a little bit all over the map. Auburn's favored. In fact, our computer gives them about a 70% chance to win the game. You feeling strong about uh, the Bruce Pearls getting it done? Well, they've been, look, I mean, they've been incredible in, in this building. I think their average margin of victory is over 20 points, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they come at you in waves. They, uh, I call them Noah's Ark. they got two and everything. Uh, <laughs> if a guy's not playing well, they can, they can turn around and put someone else in, and they can come out and make a play. And got great depth in their front court. they got great size and the ability to protect the rim. Uh, and they're more mature and tougher than uh, Kentucky. Like, you know, my example I use is Aiden Holloway, who's a nice player, who's a McDonald's All-American. Uh, he can't get in the game right now, really. Uh, he's playing 10 minutes again. He was their, he was their big-time recruit. Mm-hmm. But... What he's playing is he's playing, you know, Denver Jones. He's playing Trey Donaldson. He's playing, uh, you know, Jalen Williams. He's playing all these experienced, physical, more mature players. So the big challenge for Kentucky is going to be: Can you defend ball screens? Can you defend the ball? Can you rebound the ball? I think offensively they'll find a way to score. Uh, it really comes down to: Can you sit in the stands, guard? Can you be connected defensively? Can you communicate? Can you fight through screens and not melt on screens? They do those things. I think they can win. Uh, you know they've they've played they've played well enough at times to where you say you know what and and if they, even if they lose that good season doesn't start to the NCAA tournament and they know the things they have to fix now I don't know if Trey Mitchell's playing and I think that's a big loss if he's not playing 
because they need his maturity. Because without Trey Mitchell, it's just you know a new Tiero and, and Antonio and and the kids. And you're just asking a lot of those kids, mm. especially in an adverse environment like the Junkies. So, well, it's Kentucky. It shouldn't be that way. Well, I mean, it's that way across the board. I mean, Texas A&M beats Tennessee like, you know, boat racism, and then they lose to Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Auburn goes to Florida and gets absolutely smoked and then turns around and beats the South Carolina team that was played as well as anyone. Beat them by 40. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, this conference is better than the Big 12, though. I'm, I'm going to make. Wow, a, that's I, a strong I, statement. Really, you think yeah, so? I think there. Are, I think there are more teams that can get to the Sweet 16. I think there, there are nine teams that can get to the NCAA tournament. Wow, I have to go sit and think about that. I will ponder that tonight on the plane. Is yeah, I, you ponder. Well, let me ask you this: Alabama, good. Auburn, really good. Tennessee, really good. Kentucky, potentially to be great. And Florida, who can really score. Okay, well. Well, there's five that I think four of those five could get to. Big 12, Iowa State, really good. Houston, really good. Baylor, really good. Kansas, really good. Those two teams struggle. Baylor's good. They're not great. Uh, It's good. It's good as Florida. Uh, Iowa State can't score. Iowa State can't score. They're great defense. So here's my thing about that league. I love the league. I love the coaching. I love how hard people play in the league. I love all those things. Here's my my big concern for all those guys. And maybe it's too simplistic or whatever, is that the game's efficient a certain way in the Big 12. It's most physical league. Eight teams in the top 25 in defensive efficiency. Mm. It's going to be officiated the first two rounds of the of the NCAA tournament differently. Mm. Interesting. I never thought of that angle. That is true. Uh, Every once in a while. I'm done for the year. <laughs> Didn't they used to say that though about the the Big East? You know that they beat the crap out of each other, and then they got in the tournament. I don't sometimes. mind them beating the crap out of each other. Like I think playing good teams is great. I think playing good competition, different styles of play. I mean, I think that's great. I think the Big Twelve could end up like the last few years Big Ten. Yet, so I might be wrong. No, yeah, it's, been wrong before too. Well, because in fairness, now I'll argue for you, isn't one of the criticisms that they are inflated because they've learned better than some of the other leagues how to game the net? They're beating bad teams early by 700 points, and and that's... Yeah, and it's not even a point. It's the efficiencies. Yeah. Efficiencies are off the charts. Right. So, well, same principle, yeah. yeah. But uh, but they're doing it against some weak teams. So... Uh, exactly. Yeah, all right. Exactly. All right. Interesting. I think the game here is going to be great, great tomorrow. I think it's going to be really a lot of fun. Well, Jungle's for real. Uh, Bruce's team will be ready to play. He does a great job of game preparation. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a great environment. Uh, Seth Greenberg's with us from ESPN. That's where he is. He's in uh, Auburn getting ready for Kentucky. I am in. I, am. I, just, I did the Bruce Pearl uh, booster lunch just about 10 minutes ago. Wow. Look at you. Now the Kentucky fans are mad at you. You're helping the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> But help me, you can do, do my work for me. Help me. I've got the Alabama A and M game, and and A and M, as you said, what a. I, 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 honestly, I think Buzz. I thought Buzz was going to cry in the post game after the Vanderbilt game. He was so disappointed that his team played. They had won three in a row, with a couple of really good wins, and then they go lose to a not very good Vanderbilt team. Although they Vanderbilt played well that day, they shot the lights out, but they didn't play very well. Right. Uh, Alabama, though, to me, is an interesting. Case study. Like well, they are. If you read the article, and I'm sure you did, because you read everything. The, the the they are among the ten most efficient offensive teams since Ken Pomeroy has started keeping offensive efficiencies in 1999. Now think about that: 300 teams a year for 25 years, and they are one of the top ten of all time. But their defense is not good. Not and, and of those 10 teams, interesting, there's a number of them that made deep runs in the NCAA tournament, a number of them won the NCAA championship, but none of them did it with a defense that was ranked worse than 35th, and Alabama's is in the 70s. So what do you make about that? How far can – or is the well, game different that's, now? That's the concern. No, well, the game is different. I think it's harder, especially you're playing fast. There's more possessions. You know, you're actually trying to create that tempo. Um, they're not as good at me, but 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 Nate's best teams are really good defensively, mm. like really good defensively. And this team isn't as good. They don't have great room protection. Don't have great size. They're playing four guards a lot, uh, which is a, a little bit different. Um, but man, can they score? And they got four gamers and shot makers. And, you know they can guard, they can defend it. But here's the key: Can you defend? You playing Texas and Can you defend a perimeter? Can you keep? You know, Bootsy Thornton, uh, Bootsy Radford out of the lane. Can you keep, you know, Wade Taylor out of the lane? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you keep Garcia off the glass? 
Those are the things you got to do. Rebound the ball and defend the ball. Those are the two things. If you can do those two things, you got a shot, uh, no matter where it's played. They're not a great shooting team. They have shot it well certain nights. I think they shot it great against Tennessee. But they're not a great shooting team. Uh, they're an if, an if shooting team. How – how uh... – I mean, we've all been in that situation, but I'll ask you your thoughts. How difficult is it when you've just been on a three-game win streak with a couple of big wins, then, frankly, you're feeling really great about yourself. Then you go in and you not only lose, you lose on a buzzer beater against a not-very-good team. How much doubt creeps back in your mind? What do you think the mindset is coming out for this game for them? Oh, I think, look, that's just college basketball. I mean, we talk about it all the time, the static around players. And number. I think it's more number of people pulling at you. Keeping guys focused to get to the next play, I think is really, really hard. But uh, yeah, I think it's just hard in general to keep your team, you know, locked in. Uh, but I think bounce back is not a problem. Hey, I, I hate to do this, but I was just called that. I guess they wanted to start our game day meeting. Go, and I'm being summoned. But I will be glad to reconvene next week. Well, we'll look forward to it, my friend. You have a great call for I, your I game. Apologize. You know, I hate doing that. No, don't be silly. We took enough of your time, but I hope we both get good games tomorrow. That would be fun. So you take you care of yourself. You're the best. All right, buddy. Thanks, Bye. Pal. Appreciate it. Seth Greenberg has to, he has to go to work. That's what he does. He has to go to his job. Yeah. And uh, that's because he's going to be there for game day because the game day group is – I wanted to ask him, the next thing I was going to ask him about is his alma mater is the team that got stuck in the elevator at FDU. That's where he went to school. He went to Fairleigh Dickinson? Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. So uh, not only did they get stuck in the elevator, despite that, they bounced back and won 84-82 in overtime. That, my friends, is the kind of grit that's awesome. that speaks to Seth Greenberg. When you think grit, you think Seth Greenberg. I think, maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you what I think about when I think about if you've got an old shower or outdated bathroom with needs some update and uh, perhaps replacement and repair, you need to call my friends at the Bath Authority. Bath Authority provides the highest quality bathroom remodeling products along with a world-class customer experience. Their modern, durable tubs and showers are designed with an exclusive high-tech polymer liner. What that means to you is it'll be low-maintenance, resistant to mold and mildew, easy to clean, and it'll last for decades. Plus, it comes with a lifetime warranty. Walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions, and more. Every unit is custom-built. You pick the premium accents and accessories, including safety features like low-profile showers, grab bars, shower seats. All Bath Authority products are 100%. That's totally made in the USA and can be installed in as little as one day uh, by certified factory technicians. Call today and get $1,000 off a new shower or bath, plus 36 months of interest-free financing. You are their priority at the Bath Authority. Elevate your bathroom to a new level of luxury, style, and safety. Schedule your bath. No, let's try reading what's actually on the page instead of making crap up. Schedule your free in-home estimate today and get $1,000 off a new shower or bath, plus 36 months of interest-free financing. TheBathAuthority.com. A better bath awaits. All right. We will take a short break. We're going to come back, uh, put the, the uh, onus on uh, Tobias to see if he can come up with a, uh, a Santa Claus bet. Because, yeah, yeah, Nick's not here. you got a Santa Claus bet. I'll do a spontaneous parlay, and uh, we'll take you down the stretch. So thanks for being with us. It's a Friday on ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Um, hmm. Text. I, I will say this. Thank you. Most overwhelmingly, the number of texts that have come in have kept the spirit with which we were having that, I think, very important discussion 
uh, I think it's very important anyway, uh, keeping the uh, the uh, spirit of it. It was respectful, and people gave their thoughts and their points, and uh, you know, and I appreciate all of them. I just think we need to, and and that, that's the point. We need to have discuss all these angles, uh, the the socioeconomic part of it, the availability of illegal handguns, the assault rifles, the uh, mental health, uh, all of it. All I mean, you know, the practical standpoint in terms of well, you, well, you know, I don't. It seems to be a shame. The guy said to me a simple solution. You know, if you have a a, a, a victory celebration it should be in uh, an enclosed environment and there should be you know metal detectors when you go in that's probably solves it but i i feel for the fans you can't afford to buy a super bowl ticket you want to feel like i celebrated somehow i went to the new york islanders victory break so we went right by our campus i was the assistant coach at hofstra at the time and their arena literally you could walk to from our office and so the parade route came right by our office i went out and watched it for a second and it was fun and you know people could be part of that that were not um you know that we're not uh, able to go to the games or go to the Super Bowl. So you try and do it outside. You get a million people there. But uh, you know the the fact of the matter is, um, you know that that'd be a sad thing if that's the case. We get to that point. But uh, I don't know. I, I again, I don't. I'm not suggesting answers. Guy guy said to me, um, um, this was. Uh, I got to find the one that that was. Uh, Oh God! There's so many of them here. I, I don't even remember. I can find the one. It was. It was that. That it was just that. You know, he was talking about one aspect of it, and I don't even remember which aspect it was. But I wrote back, yes, that is that is a, a part of it. It's very. It, that is exactly uh, a, a part of it. But it's not the only part of it. It's it's a complicated thing. There's the mental health issue. There's the practical issue. There is the illegal hand. Guy said to me, I thought they, those people in Kansas City used handguns. Well, I said, but you're only taking one part of it. That's true. Assault rifles are a different issue. The the propensity to get illegal handguns is a big issue the mental health aspect is a big issue the practical handpoint putting people together without controls I and mean, it's sad but maybe we can't do that to those numbers anymore it's sad if that's the case but yeah we better talk about that too so i'm saying all these things are part of it I, they're all the, the community aspect of it the racial aspect of it for the guys begging me to bring that up because yes a high percentage of black on black crime that's there you go that makes you happy that i acknowledge that's part of the discussion that's fine but it's that's not the only that's oversimplifying to make it that's what you want to make it sound like you can but you'd be wrong because there's only one part of the that's the whole point all of these things are one part of it and unless you have the cleones and the intelligence to sit down and say well we talk about this and 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 we do it in a respectful way you're not going to find a way to make much meaningful um, progress and you just want to see people want to make some progress man or talk about it my god guy said to me how can we you know put sports betting well i I can tell you i think i know the answer to this because there are people that love guns that think if the government gets involved it's no matter what way shape or form it's going to be terrible and that has to be discussed there you go that's another aspect of it the distrust of politicians when they get their hands on a topic like this fine great talk about that too but you got to talk about it that's all i'm suggesting all right here we go Time to try and make some money. We're going to try and make some money on a, uh, how did I just, I just earned three cents from Upside. <laughs> you know what that is? That's, you, you put your credit card in and you go to like gas stations or restaurants and something. All you got to do is use it to pay for your gas and you get money back. It's like a cash back for a credit card. Nice. And so, but if you refer somebody, then every time they do it, you get something back too. So somebody who I didn't even know I referenced just maybe my wife just got gas. So, honey, I'm glad you got gas. Which means you're probably listening to us on the radio. So, hi, honey. <laughs> All right. Here's how you can make some money. Here's how you can make some dough. No, I believe me. I'm not telling you. There we go. You always have to give the disclaimer. These are just my – I haven't prepared these things, so it's – take it for what it's worth. But we've, we've done okay with this, actually. We've hit a few of these. These are multiple money line parlays. So uh, here we go. We will start tonight, actually. Once again, always kicking ass in the Ivy League. Cornell hosting Harvard, and I'm going to take Cornell in the money line there. They're 17-4 and four at home. Harvard's got Tommy Amaker, a good coach, and they're a nice team, but that's a tall task to go win at Cornell. So I'm going to take the big red of Cornell in that one. Uh, 
Villanova at Georgetown. Uh, believe it or not, I'm avoiding this. Villanova's only 13 and 11. Georgetown's 8 and 16. Uh, he's going to that team's going to get better under uh, the, the, the you know the, the coach that they brought from uh, um, Providence, who Cooley, uh, who did a great job there. Ed Cooley, thank you. And uh, he's uh, so it makes me a little nervous. Even though I, if I had to gun to my head, I'd take Villanova, but I'm not as confident on the road there. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to read every game. VCU, St. Louis, uh, Mount St. Mary's at Ryder. That's they're both losing teams there, losing records. Manhattan goes to Iona. That's a that's one you could take take Iona there. So that would be that gives us two games we've gotten. I'm probably not making any money yet. Uh, in fact, let me do this rather than speculate. I will tell you exactly. We'll go to our bet, to ESPN bet, and we'll see if uh, what these things would actually pay. And, uh, and we'll go from there here. So this is, our, uh, this is our picks here. So we are going to do that. And uh, indulge me here because I have to log in, which is certainly a good thing to do. So oh, we got to hit that button there. All right. Got it. Don't forget, Tobias is going to have a uh, a Santa Claus bet since the big-headed producer is away for today. All right, here we go. We go back to NCAA basketball. All right, we said we're taking Cornell. We got Cornell, the big red. We take them. We are taking Iona. We've got them. Uh, Fairfield and Niagara, that would be a tough one there. Ooh, that's tough. Fairfield's been pretty good. We may have to come back to that one because you got to take a couple of close ones or you're just not going to make any money. Uh, Yale and Penn, that's another tough one. Whew. Penn is an underdog there, and they've usually had good teams, but they're struggling here. Yale is in first place in the Ivies, 16-6. and six. It's the Friday game, less likely for an upset, I think. Although, as the texter called us, the home team in the Ivies have been kicking ass, and so that would scare me. So maybe we'll stay away from that. Um, VC and St. Louis, Dartmouth and Columbia. That one you got to take Columbia. They're at home and they're having a much better year than Dartmouth is. So we'll take that one. Um, Brown and Princeton. You got to take Princeton. Boy, we just go all over the Ivies here. Uh, all right. So that's four teams there. Uh, let's go take a look at Saturday games in college basketball and see who will add to the mix here. Um, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. Hmm. I will take Dayton. Add Dayton to the mix. Dayton hosting Fordham. We'll take that. Um, see, we've got these are all such short price. We've got to get a couple of more close ones in the mix, so we're not going to make any scratch at all. I'm looking at top 25 matchups. Uh, Iowa State and Texas Tech, I don't trust that. UVA and Wake, I normally would feel good about UVA, but I don't just trust them this year. That makes me – what's the spread in that? Uh, well, they don't have the spread up yet. Virginia would be a 58% chance to win at home. Hmm. Boy, these are tough ones here. Uh, South Carolina and LSU. South Carolina and LSU. Do we take South Carolina? How do we feel about that? I like Lamont. But they lost. They got so walloped the other night. Sometimes that that shakes you in your shoes a little bit. LSU makes me nervous. They could beat you. Um, Vanderbilt's not beating Tennessee. Sorry, I don't care that they won the other day. So we'll take Tennessee in that one, and we'll see if we can add one more to the mix. That will be our sheet. So, uh, God, what do we want for one more? That's a close one. I don't like that. I'm not going to take the Alabama-Texas A&M game because I'm doing that game. Uh, Creighton-Butler. Creighton's on the road. Too scary. Texas at Houston. Texas is dangerous. All right, we'll take Houston, though. That's that's an in-state rivalry. Tough, but I'll take Houston. So that's my pick for the, for the spontaneous uh, parlay. So we'll take Houston at home. We'll take Dayton at home. We'll take... Um, what was the other one? I said Tennessee at home, and then we will take uh, uh, Cornell, Iona, Columbia, and Princeton, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. I think it'll get you at least even money, a little bit more. It, it can't calculate all the odds because some of them are not finalized for tomorrow yet, but that would be my seven-game pick. All right, so that's my seven-game spontaneous parlay. 
Who do you know to try and give us a Santa Claus bet? We go to Tobias. Tobias, what do you got? So I got to talk to the interns, and we all did some research on them. Uh, we're going to oh, go with So the, it's by committee? You know what they say. Yeah. You know what a donkey is, right? A donkey is a horse designed by committee. So oh. saying. So, you know, you just but we're going to go with the Patino family tree with Richard. Oh, you're going basketball. It's just Somehow I assumed you'd go hockey. Nah, I don't think. Uh, they had, they got the uh, MetLife games this weekend, actually. But uh, we're going to go with New Mexico, the Lobos, plus six and a half against San Diego State at San Diego State, though. Wow. But looking at the numbers, San, uh, New Mexico is 17-7 and seven against the spread, while San Diego State is 10-13 and 13 against the spread. All right, well, hang on a minute. I want to go look this one up here. I got it. I'm scrolling through. What, what are they in? They're in the mountain. What are they in the mountain? What league are they in? Uh, San Diego State's in the Mountain West. Mountain West. I know that. Well, that's a league game. It's got to be a league game. Yeah. So let's see. So they are. 10 p.m. Um, no, they're not in the Mountain West. Sorry. Or is that tonight? Is that game tonight? Yeah, that's oh, tonight. Oh, tonight. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He's 20. Richard's 20 and five, huh? Yeah. Good for him. And he's getting five? He's yeah. getting six and a half. Oh, San Diego State's good too, though. But uh, 19 and six. Gage was doing the research, and earlier this season in January, New Mexico, or New Mexico beat San Diego State by 18, right? At home. Yeah, oh, by, by 18. 18 at home? Yeah. All right. I think that's a, And they're getting six and a half? Yeah. Wow. And then. All right. Okay. I'll buy that. We got a UFC card tomorrow, and I got one for it's a 10. They say it's going to be a 10 15 start for this fight. Okay. I'm going to go with Roman Kapalov against Anthony Hernandez. He's plus 198. I like to bet on the underdogs in UFC because it's any. It's, it's punching and kicking, so <laughs> one of those things can land, and someone's on the floor. Well, that's quite a breakdown there. <laughs> and then Gage, I believe you have a UFC pick, too. Wait a minute. Friend. So Roman Kopolov is 12-2. and two. Anthony Hernandez is 11-2. And, two. and um, uh, I don't know. Uh, this, what's sub-average? When the other, makes the other guy submit? Yeah, that's just but, a submission. Average two point nine one. Only two percent of his fights. That doesn't seem logical. He's only if he's even done it once, it'll be more than that in thirteen eleven wins, right? So I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know. But you're taking uh, Rachmaninoff. What's his name? Roman Kapalov. Kapalov. And who's he taking? And then Gage, you got who? I said He has uh, the champion Alexander Volkanovsky defeating Ilya Taporier, who is undefeated, unbeaten. But Volkanovski is quite the man. <laughs> I don't follow this at all, so you and can he, tell me. And anything. he comes out to, uh, what's that song by the Australians? Uh, I come from a land of under. Oh, he does? <laughs> he comes out to that, so it nice. gets everyone going. He's a, a fan favorite. He's a little bit on the older side, but hey, he's still a champ. 35. He'll, he'll be a champ by the end of this weekend going again. Against the 27-year-old. Ilya Toporia. Yeah, I think he's from... Featherweights. You know what they weigh when they're featherweights? You want to take a guess? 135. 145. Ah, wait. No, I'm thinking of the Bantamweights. My bad. I wouldn't have a clue. You could tell me anything. <laughs> so, but Yeah, those are our picks. Matt, do you have one? No, I can't find one. No. Matt can't find one. Well, okay. But those are our picks. All right. Well, I may throw $5 on that just to see, because uh, I want to celebrate when you guys get them all right. Um, Diener suggests my I, – I haven't tested my theory in depth. I should I, take more time, though, unfortunately. This is not the kind of spontaneous thing. My, my, my approach, which I have not tested at all, came up while I was just staring at the ceiling. It, the over-unders. If you have a good team, play a good team, or a bad team, play a bad team. You bet the um, over. If it's only a bad team against a good team, you bet the under. Because my theory was, let's just say that the the the, the both t- you know the good team average is seventy and the bad team average is sixty, and the good that would be you know and and so that's about a one thirty one thirty five over under. And the good team goes over by ten, they get eighty, but they wallop the bad team. And they only score 50. It's 130. You're going to be under. But if it's a competitive game, chances are it's a slower game because if they play a lot of possessions, they'll get their asses kicked. So, you know, then it winds up being, you know, 68, 67, and it's under. So, uh, yeah, I had had a different theory with the Super Bowl. I saw all the talent on the offense on both sides, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go with the under. 
and it was. Well, you were lucky they didn't have to kick the oh, extra point. So lucky! I, I was like, it oh was under forty-seven and a half. I right? had a forty-seven and a half. It and went then, down to forty-seven. Yeah, right when I took it, I refreshed the page and it went down to forty-six and a half. And I was like, all right, good timing. And then what was it? Right on the dot at forty-seven, twenty-five to twenty-two. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna Drew. I'm gonna make. Well, I don't like to do it. I don't like to waste my effort for things that won't get on the air. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> but I may try and do a. Uh, 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 a parlay of uh, over-unders that way. We'll see. And uh, uh, we'll find out. Uh, in the NBA, by the way, I do think there's some merit to this. I don't think you want to bet the last week going into All-Star break. I think that that's no. one of the reasons you had all these funky results because there's a bunch of guys are looking ahead to the break or wanting to get a break or teams are trying to it's kind of like when you take that guy out right before the under eight minute timeout and he gets a couple extra minutes rest so you don't play him and now that you know they're going to all-star break and he'll get a little more rest so you had a bunch of different uh I had, a, going on I had a buddy that bet on the Bucks this week against the heat and he was like yeah jimmy butler's out blah blah, blah. And i was like yeah that's not a bad bet and then he texts me later he's like how did you guys because i'm a heat fan he's like how did you guys demolish the bucks and i was like i I don't know. It's basketball. Like. It's actually interesting. So I was reading going into that night. I did not win a four-leg parlay because I lost the last leg, of course, which you do. But that was one of the legs to take the heat because the guy was just – I don't know what they know, these people, but he was like – that was his best bet of the night. Take the heat and the – they got some points, right? I think they got a handful of points. I don't remember yeah, because Jimmy had a death in the family or something. So but there was another the guy off. that I took in the, per, in the player props, and it wasn't Hero, over – on that game because they Robinson. said with Butler out I don't remember now they you know it's, that's a like cramming for an exam yeah. you do it and then you bet it and then you forget about it that's true but um, yeah I don't know how some of these guys like I, I'm amazed I really am the people that must be digging up information and not because it's fixed or anything but they know these things I look and say how in the hell is that team a favorite and sure enough they wind up it winds up like right on the number so anyway alright we're done thanks uh, uh, Tonka appreciate your work and um, we will We'll be back with it, uh, at it with you on Monday, God willing. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Uh, guy says, what was the pick after New Mexico? These guys want to know. That was the, that was the UFC pick, right? Roman Topolov. Roman Topolov to Plus beat. 198. To beat USC by six. No, wait a minute. That's not right. I think I got my bets confused. Have a good Be weekend, everybody. Hand. See ya.